The winemakers are up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. A French tort, African rice, and pastel colored homes. This week, we're in Charleston, South Carolina for the best of low country cuisine. Download the podcast today at the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. That was a pour. That's a, oh, no, that was monster That's a pour. sign of what the hospitality at Valley is going to be like. I'm in. I'm so in. Mon- monster <laughs> monster <laughs> pour with the pet nap. Uh... I was going to say, that's a pour like someone who's trying to open up a business in the town of Sonoma. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's the country club pour right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's a... The poor of somebody who needs to drink the rest of that glass because yeah. she's been working in her restaurant all morning. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, what? Oh. Okay, so welcome to the winemakers. Uh, Brian Casey here <laughs> with Mark Hansen, Sam Katuri, Althea. What does the dog say? Uh, no. No, no, no. And we've got Tanner and Lauren here who are about to open up a new restaurant here, which in the space that used to be one of your favorite spots... Right. Well, it's my new going to be my new favorite spot. Yeah, there you go. New favorite spot. Right. So it's let's... just about the space, really. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was everybody's favorite spot in Sonoma when it was Steiner's uh, uh, three decades ago. That's right. And then was it really? Yeah. Steiner's, and then for a hot minute it was an ice cream shop, and then was there something between Sonoma Sonoma Savour, which was which was a foie gras based restaurant. Wait, there uh, was a, there was a pita. exactly there was Everybody's... a foie gras. Oh, wow. Based restaurant? (laughs) I don't know if it ever actually even got open. No, it it was open for a little little while, and then the band came in, and then that pretty much killed them. And then for 13 years, it was the Harvest Moon. That's right. uh, That's right. Harvest Moon Cafe. And... R.I.P. R.I.P. And Uh then any, any moment... Any moment. any moment any now. Any day now. Any, any day now. <laughs> it will be Valley. And what, what the heck is Valley? Anyone? Anyone? Yes. Um, <laughs> what is that, Valley is a, a restaurant, a uh, wine bar, um, sort of in the style of, it's inspired by all of like our favorite places that we have traveled to and that we just really want to have for our community here. Mm. So Bacchanal and New Orleans and Four Horsemen in Brooklyn, basically any Parisian wine bar you've been into, but somewhere that we're going to serve food, you can certainly go for a full meal, but it's also a place where you'll feel comfortable just to come in at 4.30 in the afternoon and have a bite of food and a glass or a bottle of wine. Okay, so right away, big, close big to where I work. because <laughs> you guys are going to be open from what time to what time? Well, when we first open, one of the things, you know, we want to be a spot for the community, and we also want to be a place that can serve needs that people have, and we've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of our friends that work at wineries or have tour companies or something like that and that they don't know where to go at 4.30 in the afternoon with their guests or when they want to go somewhere, you know, after the winery's closed or whatever. So, and we also like, we, I mean, I love 
having like aperitivo hour in Italy, you know, just having this opportunity to like go somewhere and, oh, yeah. Yeah. and you know, then not be, not be preached to. It's like, you know, you go to all these wineries and it's great because people want to be informed, but I think it's nice to have that break from, you know, if you want to talk about the wine, sure, but also you just kind of want to like sit with your friends and have a place to chat mm-hmm. and hang yeah, out. There's a, there's that kind of that funny window as wineries are starting to, or, or tasting rooms are starting to kind of close and wind down. Um, where a lot of people ask, I'm sure you get it here a lot. Where do we go next? Right, um, man. We'd really, or maybe, maybe even. Now, that's not to say we, we will not. We'll get to this. We will not have a full liquor program, but uh, spirits program. But somebody say, man, I want to drink something other than, you know, I've been tasting Pinot all day, and or I've been tasting this or that all day. I want to try something a little bit different, something spritzy. Um, and we think we kind of want to take advantage or of that. beer, or beer, or beer. Yeah, which beer. is typically my beer is important. Yeah, insiders. <laughs> Ciders are more Ciders important when you can't drink beer. There you go. <laughs> right. When you're, you you're clue hearted. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you said it, Sam, not me. <laughs> so, yeah, the, you know, um, I think kind of you were asking us when, when we'll be open sort of hours. I mean, we're still we're, that's TBD. Um, we, we would ideally right out the gates like to like to shoot to, to open our doors somewhere around three or four o'clock um, to to uh, get Lauren's, Lauren's, Lauren's got, eyes Lauren's wide. <laughs> we've, we've just working. That? Yeah. yeah. We yeah. just started this, this specific conversation with our, with our team uh, just in the last week or so. And there was the three o'clock thrown around there. I think four was kind of what we were shooting. Yeah. For. We're like at that point in our opening where we're like, we've signed up for our POS system and, you know, resi for reservations and all that stuff. And we actually have to start putting these things down. You know, right. and so it's like, Making okay, we've decisions. had lots of ideas, but now it's like, okay, what is the actual time? So we've been having a lot of conversations about this, but we do want to, we're going to be open for dinner service five nights a week initially. Um, we're probably going to be, nights. I think we're going to be closed on Tuesday and Wednesday when we first get going. And um, this could be, and I don't, again, I, I don't want to jump the gun over and over again, but this could be a very brief only closed or, or, or very brief close Tuesday and Wednesdays. We'd like to try to roll out more hours as soon as possible, particularly in the summer months. Yeah, it's just um, to kind of get us open, know that we have two days where if we need to get anything done, we still have the breath. opportunity to, right. Right. if like something has to happen that didn't get done before we got open, and like have a few meetings and whatnot about like what needs to change, what's working, what isn't. And then we eventually want to be doing a brunch service probably pretty quickly, uh, Saturdays and Sundays. And then the long-term yeah. goal is, you yeah. know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Breakfast will be minimal. It's mostly about coffee. You're a spot where you can yeah. kind of pop in for a shot of espresso at the standing room only bar if we uh, end up taking the bar stools away. Kind of like a bar in Italy where you can yeah, we, we really we had this read the newspaper. Yeah, we had this. We had this idea. I mean, we will, we will have a you know beautiful espresso machine right at the front, right when you walk in. Um, you know, the layout will be as such. Sort of harken back to the Steiner uh, Steiner's layout. Not that I ever was here when that was right. here, but well, I've, not I've, the, those, I maybe drinking. Were you even twenty one in the era of Steiner's being there, Brian? I don't even know. So that would be 1991. I think Steiner's. I, I, I want to say they moved down the street like the late 90s, right? Yeah, I want to say I've, I've heard. I've heard sort of pieced together. It was somewhere starting. I want to say early 70s, like 70, 71 to like 99 or something. Yeah, they were there. They right. were there for about 20, 20. Yeah, I, I guess I'm the only one in the room years. that drank, drank a both, the original Ste- drank both. a both Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, badge of honor. Yeah, yeah. So we so the layout will be as such that we you know harken back to that layout where you know you walk in the bar will be right at the front there on the right side um you know back to what lauren said about the coffee service we would we would ultimately um hopefully within within a year um have full day coffee service 
potentially take the stools away. Um, so you can roll right up for an espresso or, you know, read your, read your times or your, um, you, you know, your chosen, uh, Sonoma index outlet. tribune, Sonoma, Sonoma index, the press tribune, Democrat, the press Democrat. That's North, actually what I was trying to say. And North I Bay business journal? wasn't, wasn't coming, wasn't coming to me. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. He says New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I say the New Yorker. <laughs> um, well, how did you guys pick your, your uh, how'd you pick your coffee company? Oh boy. Well, coffee tastings. Um, not if, not even really. There's so there's there's um, this guy named Maleko. Um, I would butcher his last name, so I'm not going to say it. But he has a company called uh, Red Fox in Oakland that brings in the green beans from. I think he distributes them after bringing them into the country to like. 300 different roasters or something something crazy he he really knows his stuff so we had a meeting with him and then um the owner of linea coffee roasters and linea i i do the wine list at kala in san francisco and we use linea at kala um they are really you know great great coffee roasters um but we also wanted to find someone that was open to Getting creative with how we package the beans. Um, a lot of people don't know how, we wanna be able to sell retail um, beans for people as well. Um, a lot of the coffee bean bags that you buy are not really easily recyclable. They have like that little, the plastic thing that you actually are supposed to like cut out before you recycle it. It's all a little bit confusing. So our, and also like fresh, freshly roasted coffee is the most important element yeah, of absolutely. how your coffee is going to taste. You obviously have to have like everything tuned correctly and all that stuff as well, but really having fresh coffee beans. And if you're buying these small packages that are sitting on a shelf, you're not getting the freshest coffee you're going to have is always the big bag that you get and are like working through um, behind the bar. So what we would ideally like to do is to buy the big bulk bags and then weigh them out as we go and use um, just like a simple craft bag that's super easy to recycle. So that's an important partnership that we've been developing. No, and right away, I love the way that you're down to details about, oh, you know, you normally you have the little window. And the, I, I love when people are thinking about there shit. There is that window there. We can pop right. that, except for it's three foot thick yeah, adobe walls. Yeah. Oh, that was my dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. The street coffee. Yeah, I don't think we can um, do that. So could, should, speaking of details, should we like rewind just a second? You, you've yeah. talked about the team a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Clearly Tanner's dropping that he only reads New York publications. <laughs> Lauren's talking She's about... She's obviously into all, wine. All these wine... <laughs> right. Rest, you know, the wine so list. Who and, are these people? Who are yeah. you guys? Right. Uh, you know, cool. so, so Tanner Wally, Lauren Feldman, and then kind of the, fill out the rest of the team a little bit and, you know, a little bit of what your roles are. I have my opinion of what your roles are, which is that... Lauren is the brains and Tanner is the, you know, the, <laughs> the looks, the, the looks that you yeah, put on the Thank you. Friend. Yeah. Uh, Showing up, you'd be cooking in my book. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, you couldn't, you couldn't see that big wink I gave you. Yeah, just exactly. there, yeah. We need this video podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah. So let's, let's, let's start from the, start from the top a little bit. Go ahead, Lauren. Lauren first. Yeah. Lauren first. Well, you're, and you're the, you're Alphabetical the, the local. Sure. Right. And, uh, she is the local. Right. Right. Well, Emma and I both are. That's so right. I, oh, yeah, Emma's Napa, right? Grew up in. She grew up in right. Napa. I grew up. I was born here in Sonoma. Um, lived off Lomita the first two years of my life. And born then, at Sonoma Valley Hospital. No, okay. technically born at the San Francisco Hospital, okay, but I lived here the first two yeah, years yeah, of my life. Um, and 
then we relocated to Santa Rosa. We were in the hills between Santa Rosa and Calistoga, like Foothill Ranch Road. It kind of goes up into those mountains there. So I grew up most of my life there. Did your childhood home burn? Oh, it burned in 1996. Oh, burned in 96. On its own. Own. Oh, so. <laughs> um, you know, we were kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Right. We we had a like pretty big property that my dad my dad built out, and he had like horses and stuff okay. out there. It was really lovely childhood. But I was a figure skater growing up. We were away at a skating competition, and my house burned down while we were at the competition. Oh Luckily, it was just we never found out what actually happened, but it didn't spread. Even though it's in the middle of nowhere, and right. it took forever for the trucks to get up there. It was just our house. And I mean, ninety six so was, was a fire year around here. It was, was it? dry. Yeah, yeah, 96 was the Cape, the Cavedale fire that yeah. burned through like, you know, Netwoods and Moon Mountain Vineyard and Cayman's wow. Vineyard and over Ed, the hill. Into, and it was June. Yeah. I believe it was June when yeah. this happened. Yeah. So it's, it's a miracle that it didn't spread. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank goodness. But yeah, that house, they rebuilt on that property. We then moved to Fountain Grove. <laughs> so, um, Just, in, in the way. Yeah, my Just parents actually right. lived, you know, after my sister and I went to college, they moved to another house. They downsized to another house in Fountain Grove. Too small, went to another house in Fountain Grove. <laughs> Finally moved to Oakmont. They live in Oakmont now. Okay. But all of those houses that they lived five, in. Five, right? I think it was five. Five houses total because there was a rental. After our house burned down, we moved into a rental in Fountain Grove. They looked for the house. All of all them, them gone. gone. Literally wow. all of them. Yeah. Holy crap. 2017. All right. So, wow. except for the place in Oakmont, so thank God they were right. okay Oakmont, there. which... Could have been. I didn't yeah. have to not. Yeah. Right. And, and her parents had just recently retired, or her father, and both of them were semi-retired, or if not retired, and um, they had been planning on this this African safari for years and years. They're, they're retired, and then they were packing their bags, and the fire started, and they're like, oh, bags Fuck. packed. They're like, we're, go- we're going. So Well, they were almost like, should we not go? And I was like, no, what are you going to do? Like, go. Right. Just go. go. Yeah. You're, you're going to be evacuated. You might yeah. as well be in Africa if you're going to be evacuated. Right. Exactly. So they went and they came back and their house was still there. So that's that's nice. <laughs> for the first time in five houses. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> the only one. Not the lucky one. Exactly. Yeah, for real. Um, but anyway, so um, I went to college in Indiana and moved to New York after that. Um, initially was working in fashion design. That didn't stick. And um, had grown up. I worked at Willie's Wine Bar in Santa Rosa. It was my first restaurant job. Yeah. Uh, My first restaurant job when I was still in high school. And then um, in college, I worked in restaurants. Then when I moved to New York, I was making no money in fashion. So I got a job at Dalanima, which was Joe Campanale's first place that he opened. Mm -hmm. And I ended up just loving it. And I had studied abroad in Italy during college. So Italian wine. I actually didn't I mean, I was young anyways, but I like didn't the whole influence of growing up in wine country had no impact on me at that point. It wasn't until I went to Italy and took my first wine course that I fell in love with it and, um, you know, was kind of with all of his restaurants in New York until I moved back here in 2010. So I've been back here more or less ever since I had a stint in Nashville. I was at Husk in Nashville when it first opened. Had a little stint on Martha's Vineyard as well. Worked Harvest in Italy, but I've been been back here pretty much since then, um, on and off. I'm mostly consulting, working for wineries and restaurants. And for what for what wineries and what restaurants were you doing consulting for? Um, well, I worked at Scribe Winery in 2010 when I first moved back. That was a full time gig. Um, 2015 is when I really started doing the consulting. Um, 
with Jen Shockley, who, no, excuse me, not Jen Shockley, uh, Jen Velasquez, that's bad. Too many Jens in this world. Jen Velasquez, um, we worked, (laughs) we worked for. Not enough caners. Arno Roberts and Dirty and Rowdy and Cruz and a lot of those brands. Um, I mostly have worked for Ant Hill Farms. And, and what sort of position with those consultations? Um, it's like uh, DTC um, and uh, fulfillment right. and customer service, that sort of stuff. Kind of the back end. Right. Rarely the, doing the most like, important. Well, yeah, and like yeah. the the computer mind-numbing stuff, but um, but yeah, really, really fun, really helpful. It's it was just you know identifying, and I think Jen did the same thing, identifying this need that small small wineries have, but don't really have the means to pay full-time staff to do it. So if you're able to kind of do little bits and pieces for people. Um, and I, when I started doing it on my own, kind of like stepped away from working with Jen and started doing it on my own, I saw this, a similar need with restaurants. So I started working with Molina in Mill Valley um, and Kala in San Francisco um, as sort of, um, you know, it, consulting, I guess, is a fancy way to say it's freelancing. It's sort of like saying I have, I have this skill set and you need someone, but you, like you don't need someone to do it all the time. So that's kind of what I do. And in all sorts of capacities, it depends on what the needs are. So you understand Vinespring and Mailchimp very well. Oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> I love Vinespring. Big shout out to Vinespring. Yeah, there you They're go, great. Chris. Yeah. yeah, I see. I see her on Vinespring. I see a window, a tab on, on Vinespring in her computer at all times. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. Yeah. And so now, what does that we'll mean for <laughs> for the restaurant yeah. going forward? So, what is your role that you've officially taken on? Or as you understand it. Well, (laughs) 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 I think that, well, Tanner and I are, I should say, Tanner and I are front of house. We are four partners total. So Tanner and I are front of house. And then our two other business partners, Emma Lip and Stephanie Rager, are the back of house. They're the chefs. Um, So we have a really great division of like our responsibilities. But as far as Tanner and I are concerned, I would say that I'm a little bit more of the back end, kind of like I was saying with what I did consulting too. It's like um, I hand her the invoices. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what to do with uh, this. Yeah, yeah. Here, you so, you throw this away. No, we don't throw it away. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like the, no, the, the pink numbers. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think I think Lauren is definitely. Um, I mean, all jokes aside, she's much more of. Uh, well, she's many things. One of them being a mer- very much a numbers person, um, and I I'm I'm. Uh, I don't know musician. what I. I don't know what you're a I. Musician. I'm, you're Let's a musician. Let's go. Yeah, musician. yeah. I don't know what I am other than I play guitar and drink wine and sell wine. But um, I think we'll 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 see how that all rolls out. As, but as, we'll both be on the floor every night. Yes. So it's not oh, like God. I'm going to be sitting in a back office. Yes. Doing anything. That's I'm important to mention. Yeah. Well, I mean, all four of us will be on the floor, and, and we can get to this more later as well. But I mean, the point is that all four of us are present and um, and um, showing face and and you know welcoming people into our new well and it looks like from because i follow you guys on instagram it looks like all four of you been working with you know 
hands in the dirt, so to speak, on this whole project. Yeah, right? we've, I mean, we've um, you guys are actually building this yourself. We've built this. We've built this in most, what ways we can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we've we've been working with um, with the homeboys and Rottmeyer Design, uh, who are some friends of ours in town, who have um, I guess you would call them sort of our foremen. Um, but but when it comes down to building the fences and the planters and the, and all you know all sorts of fun stuff, we've we've um, we've been doing that, and it's been a really fun experience. It's nice to have that uh, sort of skill set in our back pocket now. Um, it's not hasn't always been fun, but but uh, but but it's it'll it's, be fun when you talk about it. Yeah, at the ten year anniversary. Ex- exactly, right? exactly. Um, but 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 I guess following Lauren for me, I moved here about three years ago from New York City. I was in New York City for roughly fifteen years. I grew up in Kansas, uh, graduated from the University of Kansas, uh, moved to New York, and. Um, and uh, actually, on a whim, got a job uh, through Gramercy Tavern and Craft Restaurant. Um, so those are <clears throat> the Colicchio? Yeah, so uh, lo- very long story short, um, I was thinking of moving to New York. Actually, I was f- I was chasing a girl to New York, um, an ex of mine in college, and she was moving there for- on an internship. And I was like, well, I'll go. And she was like, cool. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll come with. Um, and uh, and I-, I reached out to my grandfather. And I, well, I don't know. I don't- my grandfather just mentioned to me, do you remember your old babysitter, uh, do you remember your old babysitter, Mary Weedle? And I said, um, I said, I kind of. Uh, and he said, well, she's running some fancy schmancy restaurant in New York City. Maybe you should reach out to her. So I reached out to her. Um, she, turns out she was the service director at Gramercy Tavern, which is sort of like the, you know, the the this the pen, you know, the pinnacle of of, of fine dining and, and sort of classy, you know, restaurant culture. And um, she said, well, we're not really in a position to hire right now, but if you want, I can put you in contact with Paul Greco. Um, and she put me in contact with Paul Greco, who was the beverage director at Gramercy Tavern all through the '90s. Um, and he had just um, he had just opened a restaurant called Hearth Restaurant, which uh, on the corner of Twelfth and First in the East Village. And he said. Um, can you answer phones? I said, I guess. Yeah, sure. I'm, we're on, I'm on a phone, aren't I? And um, and uh, yeah. get to you. He- hello. <laughs> right. um, and uh, and uh, he said, Yeah, come on, come on. I'll let you know. Let have you in, and we'll interview. And um, uh, so I answered phones for about a, six months or nine months, and then moved to back waiter, and then very quickly to food runner, and then to server, and then I started managing, and I was sawing on the floor here and there. And then he was like, I'm opening up a restaurant. Or excuse me, I'm opening up a wine bar called Terroir, which was just down the street. And he said, "Would you be interested in, in being, you know, part of the opening staff?" So it was myself. I had I was just getting into wine and had very little knowledge of wine. It was very terrifying at the time. It was kind of like the so place what year, to what be. year was this? Two thousand eight. And so I was. It was me and three others. We opened up Terroir and got things up and running. It was a very fun experience. I was thrown to the wolves and. Um, lots of very important wine, you know, makers coming in, just coming to see Paul, and I had no idea who I was kind of rubbing elbows with, but it turned well, into a pretty give cool a thing. Quick, like, who, as far as like the New York wine scene goes, well, Paul, where Paul Greco, I mean, as far like, I mean, the, like, uh, well, who is Paul? Who's Paul well, Greco? Not every, you know, not everybody out there. Paul but. Greco is sort of the, the, the. I remember the speaking of the Times, the New York Times. The New York Times once called him when we first opened. They called him the Bill, the Bill Graham of of the wine world. Wow. He's sort of the 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 uh, the preacher of of wine. He's a he's a great 
uh, speaker. Sometimes he, yes, thank you. Sometimes he talks too much. Um, hello, Paul. Um, but he's a great speaker. Thanks he's for a, listening. Yeah, he's a great. He's a great. He's a, uh, hands down the greatest educator, uh, bar none that I've ever that I've ever been around. Um, and you know, you know, I remember. It sounds like I'm going to name drop, but I remember um, I used to uh, when when uh, David Chang was first opening. He was in there. Yeah, thank you. David Chang was in there every night. We were hanging out late night. I mean, Frank Bruni was in there five nights a week. Colicchio was there all the time. I remember one of my first my first winemaker experiences was with Serge Hoshar of, Musa, of Chateau Moussard. Um and we were opening we were opening um, bottles with Serge back to the you know the 30s and the 40s of Le- Lebanese wine. And I, at the time, I had no concept of what really was going on. You're just like sweet free wine at work tonight. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember staying up to about 5 a.m. with Larry Turley, like you know 2009 2010, um, just getting hammered on. Big red wine, um, blah 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 blah. Those those were the, those were the those were the experiences. Hey, I told you I pre- I prefaced prefaced this. You told me. You asked me. No, Drink up, fools. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Drink up, fools. Try anyway, to keep up. So so anyway, so I moved out here. Uh, I moved out here three years ago, and um, and this I was chasing another girl and it turns out wow. we're engaged and uh to be married oh, and um, the girl that you chased out here not roman uh not my dog um, <laughs> i don't no, think it's roman no no i don't I know saw, I don't we're still roman we're still figuring that out uh but lauren uh and lauren and i've known each other for about 10 years now um we met she was uh, coming into terroir when i was coming into dalanima and um um yeah dalanima lartuzzi amphora um and hanging out, and that's that. Mm-hmm. And so here we are, and we now we own a restaurant. So at least a restaurant space. Yeah, a restaurant space. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so uh, with wine being a big focus on this restaurant space, um, we've opened two wines already here. Three wines. Three wines. Well, yes. we've yeah. tasted two or maybe three. Tasted. Can you talk about them a little what bit? What do we for got us? here? Well, I mean, so we brought wines that we thought would be just nice to drink right now um this is um a wine from portugal that we actually he spends a lot of time in lisbon because of his music um Pierre Darren is a good friend of his. Who's You're like, huge in Lib- Lisbon. He's really big in Lisbon. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, Lisbon's pretty small community, so. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, like David Hasselhoff. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I'm the David Hasselhoff of Portugal. Yeah. Um, but Lisbon is a very inspiring place to us. Anyways, there's a lot of cool hip wine bars opening up there at the moment some americans actually doing stuff a lot of expats in that community which i don't know how they feel about it the locals there but hopefully they embrace it but um there's a really great uh kind of goods like market wine shop called comida independente that we were told to go to and we were there in february a full year ago now Mm -hmm. um that's actually when we got engaged um well done (laughs) like it very much yeah but um, the owner was just lovely, and we were able to get to exposed to a, to get exposed to a lot of really cool like natural wines from the area. Um, I was gonna say, don't go to Lisbon in in like February because it's <clears throat> very quiet. Most places are closed. Yeah, know, that was kind of the three or four days problems. a week, and so it was hard to find uh, a lot of these new wine bars open because um, 
everybody was kind of on holiday, uh, but we were graciously welcomed into this place anyway. You you actually remember a little bit more about this a little bit more about this producer than I do, but um, well, I mean it's Mateus Nicolau de Almeida. Mm -hmm. um, this is the specific wine, the Eremitas, that we had when we were there. It's 100% Rabigato. But um, I mostly liked it because it's just, just like so good with there's a little fish on the label. And it's like if you're ever having any like canned fish or whatever, tin fish, it's just like a really good seafood a, wine. And I have it on the list at Kala for that reason, because it's a Mexican nice. seafood restaurant. I just I really always am trying to source interesting wines that are particularly good with seafood. So that's where this one. I mean, it's from. definitely, even though the Doro is, is inland considerably, they do get some coastal influence off the Western Ridge, but it's, it's incredibly, you know, I don't want to say incredibly, but it's, you know, salty and yeah. lean and sharp and has this bright acidity, albeit a little reductive when we cracked it. Um, but, um, I think it's just sort of, sort of a little window into this sort of, um, styles that you know one of the many styles that we kind of want to kind of want to shoot for um particularly around aperitivo hour when we're crushing tin fish or some other fun snacks yeah but stylistically we just thought it would be a fun wine to bring because this is the type of wine we'll have something that you don't see everywhere but um and w when it comes to the you know natural wine or just wine philosophy in general our focus is more on the farming, um, we're not sulfur Nazis, basically, I guess I right. should say. Um, we would like to have the like minimal intervention, most minimal sulfur intervention Nazis. Possible. We're so dropping that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, you know, if there's a wine, like, I mean, for example, we are also tasting our little pet nut that we made last year. We, that is 100% natural, mostly because of lack of knowledge and technology and skill set <laughs> on our end. In our garage. Um, we literally made it in our garage with absolutely nothing in it. And it's with still... Randy Feldman. Hello Randy Feldman with his with his press. <laughs> yes, he let us borrow his press. And we I mean we got the the glass from Marty Winters from Mate Deshay. We got crown caps from Joel Burt from Las Haras. But like everybody was just like, yeah, what do you need? Like it was literally like as you, and the great the fruit is from good friends of ours, Gail and Belinda. Um, we picked the fruit ourselves. And good community wine. Exactly. exactly. It's it's all come together in this one, but we basically made it with with nothing in it. So um, if when it's possible, we of course would prefer that, but we're not. We want to have uh, a, we, we, both of our tastes lean pretty classic. We like to taste the terroir. Um, we. Uh, like a variety of styles, and there, there'll just be a lot of variety, basically. And so immediately I'm wondering, <clears throat> so you're in downtown Sonoma, tourists are coming here, they're going to come, what is the percentage of local wine to, and is that even a, is that even like a, like a factor? Are you saying, oh, we need to have this many local wines on, or you're like, you know what, we're going to get really cool, fun, interesting wines, and if they're local, cool, and if they're not, they're not. It's a little more like that. I mean, the reality is... We will have, I, I'd say it'll probably end up being about 50 50. Um, but you know, we, we have someone who's only in Sonoma for one night come in. It's kind of bullshit to not have something that local for them to drink. And we, of course, want to support our. Well, fuck them for only coming for one night. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, the flip side, as much as, you know, I love our local wines and our local wine industry, it's not what I drink most of. Right. Because. 
it's you know it's pervasive. I can you know you can get it. You want to taste things that are different terroir, different style, different varietals than what we can make here. Right. And so for the local crowd, um, you know, having access to cool things. I think Todd Jolly is a perfect yeah, example totally, of that. Totally. Where he's, he carries six, local wines, but people right. go there. Locals go there because they 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 don't to just drink things. wines. <laughs> 20 miles, you know, Well, and that's been the, the, totally the, the secret to su- the success of Sonoma's Best 2.0 is, you know, right. it was great when it was, when it was Tom and it was all local Sonoma wines and that's a cool thing to have, but yeah. you know, what's made it interesting and successful for locals is to go there and, you know, pick up a bottle of, of German Riesling yeah. or you know, Spanish white wine or Portuguese, you know, we're yeah. ultimately there for the locals. Like that's ultimately that's, the need that we saw that's, in living here you know right. and that's what that, that's really important to point out um yeah. we are i mean we we are we we're, we're stoked to have anybody through the doors but but we live here and most importantly we want to focus on on our on our locals and we want to focus on uh regulars and people who who come in every day you know um and just to keep them coming back and make them feel comfortable in our space and want to want to uh let us teach them or at least introduce them to some new new tastes. And yeah, so it'll be a mix, but we we recognize the needs of, of both those sides. And so it's not like we're saying we want to be everything to everyone. We know that we can't be, but there are other places that are serving specific needs right. and not really a place that we see that serves that need yet. Right. So we, we, and we want, we want people to continue to go other places. You know, there's a, a place opening up right on the corner from us probably around the same time as us, and we see a variety I have $5 of, says you're open before they are. <laughs> a gentleman's five. I mean, a gentleman's, uh, a it's anyone's guess at this point, honestly. I think we're dealing with some of the same bureaucracy. That's safe to say. Well, yeah. Where are you guys at right now in that process? We're close. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, we we are. I think you know. Go ahead. Yeah. No. I think we are. are I think we are close. It, there's there's um, it's felt like you know things have been sort of stretched out for so long, and and we we just first of all want to say. Thank you infinitely to Jen and Nick for for um, coming to us um, and and um, and saying, "Hey, we're thinking of starting this new concept. Would you be interested in in, in this space?" And Lauren had told me long before um, any of this was even a twinkle in our eyes that she loved that space and she loved the restaurant. I and always she, loved the Harvest Moon space, and um, and that she would it she would be would. a dream to. So when this opportunity came along, we did everything we could to to get in in there and. Um, after they, of course, offered it to us, and um, so, so yeah. But it was a long time, as things take in, in this community and, and anywhere for that matter. Um, but uh, now I think we're in the final, let's say, four to six weeks. I want to, I want to say four weeks. But everything has been sort of like a drag uh, for so. It's been dragged out for so long, and now it's sort of like okay, go, 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 go. And we have a really strong team. Um, we hired our, you know, our first front of house employee, who's been super helpful. Um, just picking up some of the daily tasks you know uh, touching up the walls or building some some staff lockers or what have you uh, not to mention our you know the rest of our uh, management team who've been really really great as well you know in the kitchen so um the reality is if it was all in our hands that would be one thing but it's not all in our hands so that like being able to say a specific time has been really challenging we can plan out everything that we have yet to do but stuff gets Stuff gets caught up when yeah. it gets out of our hands. And did you say there would be fish in cans served? 
Probably a little. I mean, it's not. Um, I mean, that is kind of a phenomenon. Our, yeah, so. it's a bit of a. It's 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 a bit on trend right now, but it's also <laughs> delicious, and there's some really wait, great. Wait, stuff. wait, hold on. I want to know kind of what that means. It's like the natural wine bar food. Well, and it's because it's smart. I will say that it has a long shelf life. It's It's delicious. delicious. All you really need is to like, you know, tear up some bread and you have a meal. So it's, it's a really easy thing to execute, especially for people that don't have a like bonafide food right, right. license. They don't have a hood, whatever. Wait, wait, like my, my, my Danish grandfather, fisherman, like his favorite thing, we would always open up cans of fish yeah. and eat them all the time. And it's they were delicious. always delicious. Yeah. Well, still and it's so fun fish. with wine. Like, t- like tin fish really? is so good. Oh, yeah. You don't like it? No, I do. I love oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, uh, well yeah. we'll say this. We, we, and we can get into the menu, too. The weirder, too. the better. Yeah. Use some like that can of, fr- of like mussels. Oh, you know? my yeah. God. Dude, yeah. we, we, yeah, we, we, have a, we have a... we have a that shit in my pantry. Yeah. really? A friend of ours is... And it's very And it's very Portuguese, but and, you know, Iberian in general, but... Um, we have a, uh, a friend, a potential uh, someone joining the team who brought in. We did sort of a taste, a tasting of all these different tin fish. And see, those are the days you got. I'm like, I know, I know you're like always telling me yeah. to come by, but those are the days. Where yeah, you need to sorry come about by. that. Um, with that being said, we will have a full, we will have a full menu of of, of food items. The third and, and closest tasting room items. to your yeah. For the record, true. that's true. For the record, the third. The third. Um, but, but uh, we will have a full menu, and unfortunately, Emma and Steph aren't here to talk a little bit more about the food. But uh, in this, you know, similarly to Harvest Moon, uh, we will have a few staples, you know, craveable items where um, we have our regulars who will come back and say, "Oh my God, I had this last week. I want to go back next week and have it again." But also, we will have specials and market-driven items that will reflect uh, the seasons and reflect the community and what's available down the street at the farmers market. So that's, you know, that's how every restaurant well, will, will you big up Emma? I don't know if I miss this chasing a dog or a baby around here. Um, will you big up Emma a little bit? Just kind of like her background sure. and, and Steph, you know, for sure. yeah, yeah. I and I don't know Steph. I, I know, I know. Emma's well, reputation so more, Emma Lip, um, I met her working at Scribe Winery together. We had a little overlap. She got there a little bit later than I did, but then has, she just left at the end of last year. Um, to start this project, but she um, was in New York. Uh, she was in Portland before that. She's from Napa originally. Um, in New York, she was working mostly front of house. She worked at Estella. She worked at Prune. She did have her own like cevicheria truck at one of the farmers markets. Really? So that was kind of her first uh, stint doing uh, like back of, of house. Yeah, yeah, at a farmer's Smart. market. Basically. But she would also do these breakfast sandwiches that had like this crazy following with like, um, she even did it with like, it was, I think it was a hard cooked egg. I, mean, I hope I'm not butchering it, but it was like a hard or soft boiled egg that was sliced. So it was really portable. It wasn't like getting all over the place. So people right. could take it on the subway with them. It was sort of like this easy, delicious hmm. thing to eat. And let me interject. She did this in what is now a, a increasingly gentrified area of Bushwick. But back 10, 12 years ago, this was in a very sort of Hispanic Neighborhood mm-hmm. um, in a in a, um, uh, a little park in the middle of Bushwick, Brooklyn, which is which is really cool because that was something that wasn't being done very often. Yeah, I mean Bushwick's got a, was a little bit more of a tougher 
neighborhood. Yes. And is now, you know, is actually my good friend uh, Kevin Aday, mm. who was the chef at Northeast Kingdom. Oh, yeah. And now that, opened. That, that and place opened, ruled. Northeast Kingdom, great. They served Katuri wine is this, there. Is it still there? No, Northeast Kingdom's closed. And, so, and he opened uh, around the corner a place called Faro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, has, I think maybe they didn't, weren't on the list this year, but has been, you know, a couple years with the star. Uh-huh. And, um they're doing it's great he, food. Shout uh, out to shout out to Kevin and Deb. Yeah, I haven't I hadn't admittedly hadn't thought of Northeast Kingdom in a long time, but I definitely was a, I definitely sat at that bar. Oh yeah, it's a great bar. A great spot. Yeah. And that was uh again, I know I guarantee you Emma knows about that place. It was oh, yeah. it was in the neighborhood. Um I mean that was the only thing going in Bushwick for a long yeah, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. So then when she came out here, she, I believe, started working at Scribe pretty right away and um, did some other stuff, but then kind of took over the culinary program and did that f- until now. So um, Steph moved out here most recently. We all had New York time. If you can see the kind of common thread amongst That's all of us. That's why there's going to be New York times on the... <laughs> yeah, on the bar to read on top of the espresso machine. Um, <laughs> Steph moved out most recently. She is originally from Chicago. Of course, I can't remember all the restaurants she worked at in Chicago. I don't remember either. But she's, she's been she's been back a, of house quite a resume for a long time, and she's an incredible. She can cook like a mother yeah. effer, like for real. <laughs> I mean, both of, both Emma and her can. Yeah, um, but she's been a little bit more like on the line, back of house, mm. like that sort of thing. Um, so they balance each other a lot too. I think Emma has this like incredible creativity. She's, um, got a little bit more front of house chops as well. So she can kind of tie stuff together. Um, and I think a little bit more like management experience and like the ordering and all that stuff. And Steph is just like, what do you mean? Just the the kitchen band. Yeah. Yeah. Steph worked in, in, when, when Steph was in New York, she ran the kitchen, uh, she ran, uh, the back of house of, of Romans. Uh, which was uh, part of the Tarlow uh, Empire. Yeah, she worked um, at a couple she, of those she worked restaurants. At, I think she worked at Diner. I don't want to misspeak, but she did work at Diner, right? Or, or maybe Bernard. I can't or, or, remember. Uh, yeah, but she was part of the, the right. Tarlow group, so she has that, you know, the Diner, uh, Renard. Um, um, and Renard is the one, songs. Renard is in the Wythe Hotel. It's exactly. no longer there. No longer. Oh, yeah, they, they changed concepts or they... they, they and they that, was, that was Lee Campbell, right? Who was definitely also not a sulfur Nazi or Lee like, was my Dresner rep oh, really? back in the day. Uh, yeah. I used to love going to Renard. Campbell's red. Yeah, I love the I love the burger Renard and a and a and a glass of like you know uh, brewery Cote Brewery or something. I think that was such my jam. Um, Great great spot. So, I think I think Renard is uh, reminiscent of uh, sort of uh, fundamentally what we're somewhat going for. I mean, in in terms of the wine list and the food, just really uh, simple, straightforward, you know, market driven. Well, all of the Tarla restaurants, I mean, what I, when I have to do like a quick spiel about what the food is, I say California meets Brooklyn, which I do think that this quote unquote Brooklyn cuisine, which I do think that Andrew Tarlow sort of like put on the map is originally inspired by Chez Panisse and California cuisine because it's market driven, but there's a simplicity and there's sort of like a more like wood fired nature to Brooklyn cuisine. In my opinion, there's sort of like a, there's a rusticity to Brooklyn cuisine a little bit more at what California is all about, like freshness and la di da. Like we want to have craveability with our food in a more significant way, which I do. I, you know, we talk about comfort food. I think a lot of people immediately go to the South. Right. They all, they think of that kind of American cuisine, but I think California cuisine can be equally craveable. I just think it has to be done in a way that has maybe a little bit more injection of. Well, and, and, and sometimes California food, is meant to look pretty mm-hmm. you know it went through that period where it had to look pretty and um but yeah but also i comfort. will s- 
Yeah, yeah. sorry to interrupt. No, that's um, right. I would say in the Brooklyn versus California sort of thing, I think early, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I remember talking to an old friend of mine, a chef, uh, Jared Stafford Hill, who would, he had cooked in New York and New Jersey for so many years, and he said, um, you know, the food of New York is, is, is obviously some of the best in the world, um, but you have to work a little bit harder to manipulate the produce here and to make it look, and I'm sure there would be plenty of New Yorkers who would disagree with me, he said, when you come to New York, when you come to California, you can just throw shit on a plate and it looks beautiful and you can just walk away. You can dress the salad, don't have to make it look all fancy, just walk away and you have the most beautiful salad you know you've ever seen um, I think there's sort of a middle road there where you can kind of mm -hmm. connect those two that's one of the uh, chef friend of mine name drop Mark Strassman of, of like uh, you know he was Fred's at the top of Barney's very famously fired uh. recently um, and is opening a new place but he and he's worked in you know Fred's all around the country and including Beverly Hills mm -hmm. and he talked about all the just the the access to produce that you have especially in Southern California um, just there's no way you can do the things that you can do with that in you know in New York uh, in Chicago in these places where you know you have winter time um, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, there's certain produce that is so good in New York, though. Like arugula, we're talking about arugula lately. Like arugula in New York has this like spicy bitterness. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And all yeah. the, there are some places. The arugula in California doesn't suffer as much. It's just got it's too it's sweet. It doesn't, it's have, too that, soft. It doesn't have that yeah, bitter exactly. New York thing going on. It's not jaded. It's not jaded arugula. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Need more jaded arugula. Yeah. Out in California. California, we got this snowflake arugula. <laughs> East Coast is this hard, tough as nails, Arila. It's seen some shit. It had a heroin addiction for a little bit. Yeah. Humans are like Arugula. I hear you, man. Spicy. Remind me not to drink this water. Um, okay. It's Roman's water. I got a water bowl for the dog. He's weird about sharing dog bowls. I don't know. He's the worst. You wouldn't, you wouldn't share Roman Curry's dog bowl, Roman? He just wouldn't yeah. want to, he doesn't want to piss Curry off. That's all. He's a, he's almost two years. He's um, uh, porty. He's um, a golden doodle. Golden doodle. <laughs> I always say a that black golden a doodle. A golden. I always say that because I'm like I've never been one to go for this. You know this kind of. Thing, you definitely got like a designer dog. Breed yeah, but kind of but vibe. man, we <laughs> met him. We met him, and they were like, we call him. He doesn't have a name, but we call him Eeyore because he's like dope doe. And we we're like, we gotta take this guy home. And he's just the best. He's been so patient at the restaurant. Um, he's got his little bed under the table, and um, he's gotten used to the sound of uh, saws and, and hammers yeah. and, and all that kind of thing. So yeah. that's the thing that Curry's the, the most jealous of is all the time. Curry, would, we would never be able to walk past the Harvest Moon without him like pulling me to the door and trying to get oh, in there man. and like through the back door. And you know, he knew like the only time he was ever actually in there was during the fire in, in mm. 17. So he definitely, but he like knew there was, you know, that like, day there was place. like bacon. Yeah. You know, like, this oh, is yeah. the place. You know, yeah. So if, and then we couldn't go in there, then he'd go to Araldi's. And I don't know if you've been in the Araldi's with Roman yet, but they have the best dog treats Do they? in Araldi's. And so Curry, that's gotta, like, that's his, that's his, uh, his, his west west side of the plaza sign of the route. bear yeah. and the silver shop have really good dog treats too oh really the whole west side we're very dog treats very stoked to be a part of that little corner there yeah. there's some there's such wonderful people first street west is the prime meridian yeah, man. <laughs> you know? that's true right yeah 
Everything just, that matters is on First Street West. Center, when I went to Istanbul once, <laughs> the center of the this, universe. There's this really tall, tall rock all the way up the mountain, all the way up yeah, to the top. Right. Yeah. This really tall rock that sits in the on the on the west side of, of Istanbul and the on the uh, western side, and um, they said that was at one time was the center of the Ottoman Empire, mm. and First Street West is the center, center of, of, the of, of the Sonoma, Sonoma, Man, of the Sonoma, Sonoma Man Empire. Empire. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the rock of. All right, you guys, let's talk about your menu. (laughs) Wine or food? Uh, Food. Well, shit. Like, what what are you thinking when you say, okay, we're going to open up a restaurant here in Sonoma. What kind of food do we want to do? Well, so the the idea did first start from Emma and I. Before Tanner and stuff moved out here, Emma and I would have Tuesday nights at El Molino Central and talk about our dreams um after working out mind you but um just cancel each other out yeah basically um we left it really in the hands of our chefs and um unfortunately they're not here to speak for themselves but again like i had said it's we'll we'll get the chefs on your other podcast to talk food great but but you know this whole california meets brooklyn thing it's it's coming from all of our time in brooklyn but also inspired by by our travels it's going to be broken up into um sort of this like snacks section that will when we're eventually open for lunch and dinner we'll have um sort of this like bridge in between lunch and dinner service that you will still be able to get the snacks ideally and even you know we'll probably again this is not 100% but we'll probably stop taking reservations and seating for dinner at nine o'clock but on fridays and saturdays we're thinking we'll probably be open until at least like 11 o'clock um still serving that snack i menu. thought that all the streets in sonoma were rolled up and the streetlights turned off yeah, at i'm gonna nine. say yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. only so it's it's kind of smart so It'll what i'm thinking exactly. and maybe this is what they're yeah. thinking is um that you'll get some service staff that'll get off work and want to come in That's right. have a couple glasses or a bottle of wine and some snacks because they haven't There's eaten since 4 o'clock go. in the right. afternoon. And, right. you know, if it proves to be totally fruit, like, there's no reason for it. But that's why, like, the snacks thing is, like, pretty low commitment. Like, we'll be able right. to close up most of the line, clean up. We'll probably just do this inside, maybe clean up the patio. Fried smelt with a saffron aioli or something. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a little Mediterranean. There's some other inflections in there as well, but it's really just this idea of what's at the market. There are, and I, again, we don't want to speak too too much for them, but like she said, you know, Mediterranean, maybe sometimes a little Eastern Mediterranean, maybe, and this is by no means a fusion restaurant, um, but maybe, you know, there are some Asian, maybe here chicken. and there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they do. I know, love Valley's pot stickers. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it yeah. Is the, not the Korean fusion. tacos. Decidedly not The fusion. Korean tacos. Um, Roy Choi called. Yeah, they they they, 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 they did turn they did turn me on uh, to uh, something called EXO sauce, which is just like a, a crunchy garlic, you know, fish garlic chili, chili yeah. sauce. Dried scallop. Yep, mm-hmm. and um, they make the most bomb EXO sauce. I think in the fall they put uh, pepitas in it, and it was just like so. Like, I'll just say while we will go fairly, you know, California meets Brooklyn cuisine, there will be some inflections of that. Just some tasty little surprises yeah maybe some dashi maybe some schmaltz yeah you know and then otherwise it's like small plates for lack of a better word kind of like appetizers but that could also be entrees and then like shareable dishes like something that's like 
a ribeye or you know roasted chicken bone in ribeye whatever yeah do this great yeah some sides that sort of stuff that you can like put together to make a feast or just like have you know if you're a solo and want to come sit at the bar and you want to get something then you can do that too we want it to be really like everyone feels kind of comfortable doing different sorts of things you guys have a wood-fired oven not yet. No, not yet. But oh, but wait a minute. No, what? we have not. I shouldn't even say anything. We would love someday. The dream would be to have an outdoor oven that's wood fired for sure. Just don't tell the city. Yeah, it's been there the whole. It's been there since since uh, Steiner. Hey, no Sonoma. idea where that smoke is coming from. Hey, S- Sonoma earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> city, city of Sonoma earmuffs. We will have a no. Um, uh, yeah, it's and a then, dream. And then it would be great. It we would, love that. It would be. Work. It would be very cool. We have a plancha. Um, which we're very excited. I'm very personally very excited about. Um, in terms of wine, Lauren is much more articulate about wine, and I kind of say, "Uh, that, yeah, that." Um, but in terms of wine lists, but oh, um, I mean, sparkling white rosé. Right? We'll have a we'll have a big sparkling <laughs> champagne groundbreaking. <laughs> we'll have yeah. Awesome. Never been done before. Groundbreaking. Exactly. Um, heard it here first. 43 Napa Valley Cabernet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll do Napa flight, a Sonoma flight. Now, um, uh, I, I, I think, you know, obviously local stuff um, uh, and, you know, some sh- a lot of champagne, some Burgundies, some some Loire Valley Shannon, some yeah, Georgian. Try that Loire Valley some some, sh- uh, Loire some, Valley some, some jo- Georgian wines, some Czech, Czech Republic wines. Um, you got that hook up on that Chateau Moussard still? Uh, sure. We can definitely get some Moussard in here. <laughs> um, absolutely. Some back I'm just going to leave my credit card there. Yeah. But we, some we do some also, 56, 59. We do plan to have a little retail options for people too. So, um, you know, we'll have the wine list, but then also some retail wines on the shelf. We do also plan to have a wine club, which um, being on the winery side for as long as I have been, I get that the DTC business is what drives most winery business models and it's a really important thing. And the more, you know, wine clubs online that pop up, like it becomes harder and harder to, to get loyal, direct people signed up for their own mailing lists and their own wine clubs. So with our wine club, we intend to have at least one uh, domestic wine in each shipment. And we're going to try all the, all the wine clubs that I'm members of a member of are all, retail people or so i'm not i have no winery um wine clubs but i yes. you know but you uh, but um, you get that like that then means that the winery is selling to that wine club wholesale right so they're not making the full right no, no i'm just saying yeah. like i think that's exciting that you're going to offer those things for your wine club yeah so it's, well we want to be able to basically direct people to whether it's through additional discounts that they can get by going directly to the winery or just like other you know maybe it's like a coveted spot on a mailing list that you like you have to wait around for otherwise that we can be able to get them kind of ahead of the line just work in partnership with these wineries to help get more people signed up to buy direct from them totally down with because not only are you getting i mean you're doing consulting for callus so you're getting actually you're going through wines but a lot of people when they work for a specific winery you're basically just repping those wines but when you have someone like yourself who's tasting through 
a wide variety of wines, then you've got someone that's kind of filtered through wine, something that, you know, everyone would like to do if they walked into like a bottle barn, Mm -hmm. sit there and pull 20 wines off the shelf and say, oh, can I taste these before I, before I purchase? You're kind of doing that work for them. So I would officially like to be your first wine club member if that's possible. All right, well, there's one. All right. <laughs> We've got I, a, for the record, that was, one. that was not curry barking You can in the go background. onto the website, valleybarnbottle.com, and sign up for more info f- about the wine club. Wait, right Valley now. Barn Bottle. Bar, bar and, and Valley Bottle. Bar and bottle. Valley Bar and Bottle. Yeah, there's a wine club section that has some information. But right now, it's like just put your email in if you want more information. We're actually hoping to do our first uh, shipment. It'll just be a pickup at the restaurant in March. Wow, awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah like, as in, like, as in You're, right you, now. Because well, this, no one actually is, like, officially in. We have emails from people that are like, I'm interested. Like, can you tell me more about X, Y, and Z? Because, you know, it doesn't have too much information okay, on there So yet. if I lay cash on the table right now? <laughs> You're in. <laughs> Done. Absolutely. I have three bottles of wine back at the restaurant right now. On the wall. Yeah. Signed by Brian Casey. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good one. But, yeah, you do <laughs> expect people to do the legwork for you. To be, like, you, and that's kind of the the point of being a part of these clubs where you can you can trust them their palate and this is similarly how we you know how we're kind of selecting wines we only are working with distributors that we really trust to be doing that kind of importers that we trust to be doing that right. legwork so too to i make mean sure like some select right or fast thing. selections i know sam uses a lot but but it's kind of cool to, to actually know the person that's tasting the wines mm. well and have the opportunity Absolutely. to like we will have them at the restaurant and you can taste them before right. you open your own bottle at home right. there is that opportunity and, for sure and see what foods they work with exactly yeah. And yeah, just like have conversations about it. And add and order more if you really like it. Yeah. I don't know if you mentioned this, but we will offer um, some sorts of discounts to our wine club members. It'll probably be an additional 10% off any of the wines. And Um, then we'll try to do like, you know, like events and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to do any online sales. It'll all be. You gotta come yeah, in. Okay. So it's like again for the, for the locals. <laughs> Stay away from the shipping. Yeah, the shipping nightmares. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, we should have. We'd love to have you guys come by anytime. Just come by and see it. When you're over, you were here recently. Those cans of fish, man. Yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> Grab a bottle. I got bottles in my cellar. Yeah. Come hang out. Yeah. Got some bottles. Yeah, some bottles. Well, sweet. Yeah. What else? What else do you want to know? I, I'm just excited for them to open. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so are we. Wasn't a whole town full of people excited for you to open? That's good. I love this, by the so way. So cool, right? It's cool, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's uh it's its own. But this own this thing. was you're talking about the the Doro. The Doro, yeah. 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 Comida Independente. I'm gonna say it again because I love these people. Comida I think you know I we again we were there when it was so slow in February. But yeah. I was like, why the, are the doors not ba- busting off this place? Not it's the, so cool. Yeah. I don't. I you know I I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for all of us that know this already. But it, Lisbon is just like it's such an incredible place. It's kind of a second home of mine. Um, I've got a lot of really great friends there who are uh, mostly musicians, but also naturally music and wine are just like salt and pepper. You know, they're very connected there. Um, Will you 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 talk actually a little bit about the music project that you've been involved in the last couple of years with Lisbon and like making music all over the place? Sure. So I Tanner Wally musician. Yeah. So less 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 and less, but 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 um, 
less and less musician than I used to be. But anyway, uh, a long time ago, I met this guy, Pierre Adairn, uh, in 2010 or so. He was a regular, he was recording an album and playing a bunch of shows in the States. Um, he was, uh, he is a really well known uh, Brazilian artist, samba, bossa, kind of jazz artist um, from Rio, um, who uh, um, came into Terroir one night and, and I, and I was at the time really obsessing over a lot of like, um, uh, you know, old Brazilian music. And I was just immediately enamored with him. I listened to his music. I was like, dude, I, I want to work with you. Um, so we, we went on to, uh, uh, put this TV show together actually. And Wes Anderson's, uh, here, do we do this? Yeah. Uh, and Wes Anderson's, he's now, uh, he's uh, now digging his own name drops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, we, we got a lot of really great musicians involved. Um, you know, all these great jazz artists, from Nellie McKay to Madeline Peru to Nora Jones and all these great people um, who were who were part of this big project called Desafinado. We did this we did this uh, television show. Um, we sort of like didn't speak for a few years, and then he reached back out to me a couple of years later and said, "Hey, I'm, I've got this really great music project that's sort of brewing. I'm really uh, close with Dirk Neaport, who is just an incredible force and in wine in in Portugal. You, you know the Neaport wines. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay. of course. I mean, I've, yeah. you see the Neaport logo, you know." I mean, he's he's makes a lot of wine in many different capacities. Um, and um, anyway, uh, he, he said, you know, he's involved. Would you like to come out and write this record with me? So we got um, some incredible players involved. Um, uh, Hector Castillo, incredible uh, producer who's worked with you name it. He's got like eight Grammys. He's just this incredible, incredible guy. Um, Brian Coleman, who, you know, worked with... Um, you know, Jimi Hendrix and literally and and um, and uh, it's not even funny anymore. It's not. Um, he he worked. Well, I don't know if he worked with Jimi Hendrix. He was friends with Jimi Hendrix, though. Um, no. Uh, and we got all these guys involved. No, I was kidding. We got all these guys involved and we wrote this record in Lisbon and recorded it in Lisbon. And Dirk Nieport was involved. So it became sort of this hybrid music and wine um, uh, project. And I just started going to Lisbon a lot, uh, playing shows. And we went on tour through Europe. And um, that's just kind of become my second family out there. Um, it's a and great place to it's, be. It's, that's the Rue das Pretas. Rue means like, you know, Avenue's like, um, think of it like Rue right. in, in France, um, or in French, I should Portuguese, say. Portuguese, tough. Yeah. Rua das Pretas. So um, Preto is, the, is, the, um, is, it sort of means like, means basically like black. Um, so pretas means is, is like the feminine black. So ruadas pretas, it's just literally a name of the road of of the street where the whole project started, and um, now it's become this big phenomenon in Lisbon. Um, every Saturday night, you go to this palace that overlooks the the Teju, um, um, or not the Teju, yeah, the Teju. Um, the 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 bridge in Lisbon is a mimic. Oh, of the one the, that looks like the Golden, the Gate, Golden bridge. Gate Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you yeah. look, you're playing this show, and you're looking out at, toward this bridge. It looks just like the Golden Gate. Wow, it's really yeah. cool. Um, and we just play music in a circle. And that's coming and, out on vinyl, right? We talked about. I, I think so. Okay. They said it was. I don't know if it's ever going to make I it to the states. That. Yeah, I um I, didn't, I don't know if it's gonna make it to the states, but we'll get you. Yeah. yeah, I think you might know someone. Yeah. Someone. So it's a cool project. I haven't been back for a while, but the wines are fun. We released we released um, three or four wines under the name Ruadash Petas. Uh, you know, a, a red and a white, and um, it's been really cool. Derek has been really um, generous and also been just a full on partner in the project, and yeah, 
It's a good, awesome. cool. It's cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. I would I would love to taste the wines with you guys at some right. point if I yeah. get them. That's awesome. Yeah. And music. So you'll be playing music there every night, right? No, no, but I will say as many, not listening yeah, yeah. Sonoma City. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, well, apparently, there's not any issue back there. Nick told me that there wasn't a lot of issues with sound or noise back there. Right. But, um, I think it is conducive to to live music every once in a while, even if it's like acoustic guitar. music. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the back area is very conducive. We're toying with the idea of um, maybe we have a few pianos um, that we that need to we be produced. We randomly have two pianos for <laughs> no it's reason. A, it's it's a it's a funny <laughs> story. A friend was like, "Hey, do you want a piano?" And I'm like, "Yes." And then and then when I said yes, Emma, one of our partners, she has a piano and she brought it in and she was like, "Hey, we have now we have two pianos." So, so there's we, currently two pianos. We in, can do two pianos. dueling pianos. Dueling yeah, pianos. It's a piano <laughs> bar. Valid yeah. piano bar. Um, so we will. I think we we've toyed with the idea like of coming keep, back full circle yeah, to Steiner's. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 When are you putting the pool table back? Yeah, exactly. And a little um, touch of Chicago. Exactly. Yeah. So we 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 are toying with the idea of keeping a piano in the main dining room at all times. So we'll see. Cool. I love that we're like you know like workshopping a little bit of what I this know, place is going to be like great. live, live and, on and our psalm. Our song. We, Brian just yeah, did his beautiful. just did his Clark Kent Superman. Yeah, you look impression. lovely. He's headed to Sante. He's got, and I, he's and got remind it. us how we stop it again, so we don't lose it. Press the. Well, you've done this before, right? I know that how was to months stop ago. Hold down the red button, uh-huh. right, and then turn then the power off. Hold that one down until it turns the okay, power got off. Got it. I love that your name tag just says Casey. We have too many Bryans. <laughs> 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 so when people say Brian, I'm like constantly turning around. They don't want anything from me. No. No, they want they want someone who can do something. <laughs> okay. Casey. Tomorrow, will you pack this stuff up and leave it here? Yeah. 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 All right. So hold Thank down the red you. button until it turns off, and then and yeah, then press, press, that, I, I, press yeah, that other button. Yeah, yeah. We'll put you know. Right. Tanner's got experience in this stuff. Yeah. Right. It terrifies me. Bye. And if it's lost, Bye. then we Bye. do it again. Very nice to meet you. Great, to, great to meet you too. Go check you guys out. Yeah. I'll be in touch. Yeah. Cool. No, totally. And everything. That'd be fun. Yeah, I got a club to quit, so I got one to pick up. Too, <laughs> you got, so it's you got a slot to fill? Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, Th- this guy walking in now has got a big smile on his face. Um, um, are we done? <laughs> we are done. You guys want to... So let's do this to wrap it up. Okay. Please give out all the uh, your Instagram... Uh, y- uh, the website, everything. Yeah, sure. um, it's all pretty easy. Uh, Valley Bar and Bottle dot com. Um, Instagram's at valleybarandbottle.com Website's www.valleybarandbottle.com it's the, Instagram's not .com, but yes, it's Valley Bar and Bottle. Yeah, and um, it's not. At, it's at oh, Valley. I, didn't. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I got it. And. Uh, I think as a as a restaurant, we, you know, Valley Bar and Bottle kind of encompasses everything that we're doing. I think, you know, we're increasingly saying more and more Valley, Valley, Valley. Meet us at Valley. You know, we're going down a Valley, but Valley Bar and Bottle is is sort of our our tag, our tagline. So because there's too many valleys in this there's world. There's too many valleys, which is kind the one of that we're also in. the point of the name, the idea of Valley, because we're in Sonoma Valley, but also this idea that all of the most like valleys are where water goes is where there's fertility. It's where communities develop. And that is where the name Mm, came from. When you talk about wine regions, exactly. It's always around a valley. Alexander Valley, 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 Rhone Valley, Ryan, you know, 
So War a lot of people, it, first it was sort Valley. of like, that's a little too broad. But then we thought more about it and we said, no, I think Lauren really hit it home when she said that to us. Well, this is like you, you use the word like fertility and where water and community flourish like that just kind of clicked for us, you know. Except yeah. for in Sonoma Valley. <laughs> but then I'm like, how are they going to search? How are they going to yeah, Google? no water flowing gonna, in Sonoma Valley right now. Yeah, they're going to go, uh, we really want to go to that new restaurant. I think it's called Valley. Valley Sonoma. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, it's okay. Going? How's that going? You'll figure it out, we'll right, guys? You'll figure it all out. I have a feeling that you guys are going to be just fine. The key, you, know? you could do the what I did, which was accidentally kill it at SEO by... Where's Brian's phone? We're looking for Brian's at, phone. Uh, by by calling your restaurant Restaurant Valley because then people will go Restaurant Sonoma Valley and it'll be the first thing that be pops up. Yeah. Right. Winery Sonoma, Winery sixteen six hundred pops yeah. up. It's like the first the first few weeks that we opened, we started having these people like walking in the door because they Googled Winery in Sonoma yeah. and we're like, oh, uh, I don't even know where the corkscrew is. Hold on a second. <laughs> Give me a second. How do I use Square? That's funny. Yeah. How do I use Square? Call Brian's phone. Call him. Brian's phone. All right. Um, you guys, thank hey, you very Siri, much. call Brian we're Casey. very excited. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get a lot of good reviews on this one. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. We even, like, this is the second episode. We we had lunch break. We, yeah. we kept it together. And, yeah, so kept it together. So far. You guys, you guys again, really, really excited to have you guys in the valley. We were in the valley. Yeah. Um, it's a, you know, we have a lot of great restaurants here, and you guys are a new kind of fresh um aspect of it and so it's awesome thanks Bart thank yeah you. we're Bart and Sam thank you for having us this um, was lovely we've been working um, glad to get you guys on it was uh, it was about one. a 20 second walk from Valley which was uh, which was nice and you know a nice easy Bye. jaunt which is uh, um, one of the one of the many uh, perks of being so close to you guys, right. you know, and, and being part of this community. And you know, when I would deliver wine to the Harvest Moon, I would carry it. Yeah, right. It would be like walk down the street yeah. with a case of wine on my shoulder. It's there will be more of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. All right. Thank, Thank you guys. You. Thanks guys. We'll talk to you next time. Where? Oh wait, did we find out where the find out Valley like their Instagrams and yeah, yeah. you guys said all that stuff. Oh yeah. Where was I? Chasing babies and dogs. Yep. All right. Chasing babies. <laughs> it's another day at 16600. Uh, subscribe, review, give us five stars even if you don't like it. Yeah, comments. Uh, we want to hear your comments, what you like, and we'll take what you don't like also. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll read them to it's, each other. It's all a learning experience. Cry into, too many, our, too many, <laughs> cry into our pet nets. Too many name drops. Name drops. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Cheers.